0: welcome to the Newton Knowledge Podcast. My name is Mark Singer, partner in Newton One Advisors, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Stephen Target, managing partner of our firm. Steve, how are we today? Mark, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. As always, the Newton Knowledge Podcast will provide meaningful content to our valued advisor community and clients who are interested in learning more about sophisticated insurance-related topics, focusing on estate planning and executive benefits. During our podcast, we focus our discussions on content that will deliver unique insights into the people, processes, and products that make our industry so critical. Newton One is a national life insurance planning firm delivering customized insurance solutions structured to help clients and their advisors engaged in solving estate planning, wealth transfer, business succession, and executive benefits challenges. We are a member of the M Financial Group, offering our clients access to the nation's most prestigious insurance carriers and innovative products available only through our network. Today, we have the privilege in speaking with John McLeod, CEO and founder of PMP Solutions, a firm helping closely held business owners grow their EBITDA and plan for a successful exit. Specifically, John guides owners through the critical operational, professional, personal, and family decisions they must make to improve business value today and achieve exit success tomorrow. John is also an entrepreneur, investor, advisor, speaker, and adjunct professor at New York University. To no further ado, John. Thank you for being with us today. How are you? Well, I'm
1: great. Thank you so much, Mark, and thank you for the opportunity to talk about this very, very important topic.
2: John, thanks. Uh, thanks for being with us. It's great to hear your voice, and um, we're just pleased to have an expert sharing some of your uh, your experiences for our audience and our, our colleagues in the industry. So let me just do a little kind of positioning here in the beginning uh, about what our topic is going to be, and and um, help those understand. Um, where we're coming from, because, you know, as business owners, all of us spend uh, the majority of our time really thinking about how to, to build our business. Uh, and it's back to that old adage. We spend very little time working uh, on the business. We spend most of our time working in the business. We put our heads down and work hard. But of course, at some point, there's going to be that that question and the topic of succession planning and, and how do we transition to uh, other parties, whether those parties are internal or external. Uh, sometimes exits are planned, sometimes they're unplanned. Um, but the bottom line is all of us need to think about uh, what that planning, what that succession planning means. So, our take here at Newton One is that we always uh, collaborate with professionals such as yourself. Uh, and specifically in the succession planning market, you know, we need to have multiple disciplines. We need folks that understand the financial implications. We need to understand the tax implications, the estate planning. Uh, Our positioning is the the insurance and whether that's through estate planning, liquidity uh, or perhaps golden handcuff planning for executives at the company. We just believe it's, it's right to have those conversations early and frequently and to bring all the right advisors to the table. So that's what you do, John. You're one of those advisors, and we're happy that you're with us today. So I'm going to just start off with a very high-level fundamental question. It really speaks to what I was just uh, referring to. And the question is, why is business succession planning so critical? Uh, Thank you, Steve. Great question. And
1: of course, I have a certain passion for it based upon the the line of work that I've chosen. But I believe, first and foremost, that business owners... Middle market business owners, in particular, make the world a freer place by creating jobs, serving their customers well, innovating in markets, paying taxes, serving their communities, and of course, ultimately expanding the economy, our American economy. So it's important that these business owners understand that leaving anything to chance can undermine all the hard work and planning that supported the growth and the sustainability of the biz- their business. So my mission Within that is helping these business owners plan for and execute a successful exit. And what's that look like? Achieving financial freedom, creating a sustainable legacy, and exiting on their own terms, which is very important to all of us. Now, there's several buckets that need to be considered in accomplishing this objective. First is the obvious, which is financial, making sure that we put ourselves or they put themselves in a position of having the right operating capital regularly taxes minimizing taxes and transferring the assets something i don't see them worrying about on the front end and it can be a surprise in the back end and that's never any fun legal making sure that operating agreements are in place and written as we so intend and obviously up to date and then of course the operational excuses having the right business plan And that's being driven by a competent team and ultimately something that's uh, not really given enough credence i think is the whole emotional family side of what happens in the owner's life after sale so giving that some consideration uh, is a big element as far as achieving a long-term successful exit and uh, you know the family side of the concerns include The spouse is she on board the children what's their expectation how the proceeds going to be distributed now we start to lean more towards the estate side of things but again all of these elements are critical and they are potential in terms of adding to the reasons why we need to have
2: uh, a succession plan in place john you mentioned there uh, which i think is an extremely important comment that the planning needs to begin early so it, can you can you break down for us maybe what some of the the key elements are to start developing a successful plan and really when should the plan begin because um that, that can certainly impact the uh, the results
1: yeah i'll start with that first steve As for when it should begin the answer is now <clears throat> you know i have a number of uh, prospective businesses that i've been talking to for a while and there's this tendency to think manana is all going to be okay down the road and when I say all right well when do you think you would like to exit your business the answer is uh, sometime in the next five years probably closer to the five-year horizon and if I meet them three years from then and I ask the same question the answer is the same "Oh, sometime in the next five years so the answer is you've got to get on it and get on it now it's critical to do so because waiting has no value uh, whatsoever. So there are really four things that a business owner ought to get their head around in order to begin to do successful exit planning. First, determine what their exit magic number looks like. Now, a little definition on that. What that means is how much do they think they're going to need to exit and continue to live without a paycheck and maintain the same lifestyle. You know, that begins to inform how we exit in terms of what will make that most possible is that going to be uh, transferring it or transitioning to family members, or keeping it in the family, which most of them want to have a conversation about, or identifying the right set of outside buyers, the right type of the outside buyers, Excuse me. Then ensuring business continuity—that's establishing and maintaining a committed, talented management team, and taking a hard look at them and having the right conversations with them, and putting the right things in place so to make sure that they can be very useful in terms of of how a business owner intends to exit so it turns into a win-win, and then undertaking regular valuation exercises, monitoring the metrics of the business that impact the EBITDA, the growth, and ultimately the transferable value. And then ultimately uh, creating a comprehensive business and exit plan that includes a state plan. Each of these steps are are interdependent and uh, uh, we can't do one without the other if we expect to exit
2: successfully. Thanks, John. And I'm going to circle back to the first of those four elements that you mentioned. And um, let's spend a little time talking about identifying who that next generation of owners is, because as we know, you know, each business is structured differently, but there could be family owned businesses In family owned businesses. Perhaps there's family members that work in the business and there's family members members that don't work in the business. Could there be an opportunity for a transition to existing employees or executives and then, of course, there's always that opportunity or or potential to, to make the sale or the transition to an outside third party. So let's kind of walk through those. And, and from your experience, um, what should we know about the the different potential? And, and perhaps I missed some, uh, but the potential uh, next generation of owners. Yeah, good question, Steve. Before a business owner can really act on this in an informed way,
1: they really have to formulate a clear vision of what they think or want that business to look like going forward and who's going to be in the best position to steer it and how does that dovetail back to them achieving their exit their successful exit and it could very well be that you know changing conditions in the market will require going forward different types of investment whether it be in technology or even different types of talent so if we start thinking about family or passing it within the family. And the question becomes, is there a family member that's not only deserving, but more importantly, capable of taking the help? Or would this business be better served and the asset better served if it were sold to an outside buyer? And that would require identifying what type of buyer and then obviously recruiting that buyer, which in these days is often too much of a problem. There are really four kinds of transitions that take place. And I have little little uh, catchy terms for each of them the first i call a passer and that's a transfer to a family member and that can be great for business continuity but it also can raise some very complex issues some of which we described before that's the fair treatment of family members especially those who are not going to be involved in the business or taking any value out of that asset going forward and there's this whole back end, I call it Thanksgiving dinner conversations, making sure the people in the family understand what and why and and, and can subserviate themselves to the business as the golden goose asset that makes it all possible for everybody and feel good about what they're taking out of it, however that looks, whether it be through the estate um, or perhaps some passive stock in the company. The second is what I call an any, and that's to sell to employees. ESOPs are available for that, and then... What is more often seen these days is some kind of a transition to some senior leaders or loyal employees who have been a very integral part of growing the business and have proven themselves, who demonstrated, if you will, their ability to run it and sustain it going forward. The biggest problem there is access to capital. They, they tend to be wonderful people, but they have no money. <laughs> so getting business loans and finding the cash, if you will, to acquired the company it can be challenging. Uh, the third, I call an Audi and that's selling to an outside party. And that could be a competitor. It could be, you know, a financial entity such as a private equity firm. And both of those can be quite appealing and quite lucrative. But I, I find that business owners are very concerned about that because they're interested in their legacy and they're interested in the treatment of their employees going forward. They're not very happy at all if they think that a new acquirer from the outside is going to change everything, change the culture, and maybe uh, fire everyone, to say it in a simple way. And the last uh, the last way out is, uh, I call it a squeezer, and that's basically just to bleed out the asset and run it for lifestyle until there's nothing left and simply retire. Those tend to be professional services firms and other firms that... Uh, you know, don't have either any obvious place in the market going forward, can't be bolted on to some other kind of an acquisition entity, um, and don't have any successors there, obvious and natural. So those are the, really the options for, for how they can best
0: transition the business. John, I'd, I'd like to hear your take on maintaining the strength of the current and future leadership teams um, and also discuss some of the opportunities that can be structured, such as golden handcuff plays in, in order to do so. Sure
1: thing, Mark. I mean, regardless of whether the new owners are going to be family members or closely held business or I should say within the closely held business or an outside purchaser, a strong management team is imperative. It's imperative to business continuity. If we are looking at children who are about to take over the business as an example, a business owner has a daughter that's interested in the business. And she hasn't had enough time in camp to really understand operating what need be done. We need to find ways to make sure that the key people who have their own exit plan will stay with the company long enough to uh, not only continue to do what they do, but to support that daughter or family member in transitioning to a place of the kind of maturity required to operate the business well. So there are a number of ways to do that. Also, an outside buyer is going to be very interested in who the key drivers in the business are and how that impacts revenue. So, if you have a key guy, a sales guy, as an example, who may be a number one producer, he could be responsible for 50%, 60% of the production, um, and you want to take the business in other directions, you want to make sure you secure his 50 or 60 or 50 or 60%. So, you need to lock them in for some period of time and give them an incentive to stay with the business. And usually that is for a minimum of two years and some sort of a
0: non-compete. Plan. Deferring back to the four elements of a successful exit plan, starting with the first one is that number that the business owner has in mind that would suffice without having a paycheck following the, the exit of the business and really the importance of the business valuation. And As we know, in, in most cases, the, the sale, there's usually three numbers used for that valuation. One being what the seller thinks is fair, two being what the buyer thinks is fair, and then three, what the actual final agreed number is. So how do you help your clients work through the valuation exercises?
1: Good question and critical point, Mark. Thank you for that. There are really a couple of valuation approaches that can be utilized. And the most important element of all of them is establishing the right formula. So uh, as an example, a business owner may decide upon a certain Multiple of revenue, of profitability, um, and that then establishes the value of the business. Or they could create a a a dynamic valuation metric that could even be an agreed upon price that is visited or revisited on a regular basis. That would be more appropriate if we were selling uh, in as an iny to some people inside the company or even family members. And then the last, of course, is an a, a agreed to appraisal formula uh, with the right appraisal purpose. And that would be an agreement generally between two partners if they're not in alignment in terms of what their exit timing might look like. So all of this is um, is well codified in uh, an operating agreement. But and, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. So, you know, I, I, I tend to advise people to look around their industry and see how other assets are being sold and what formulas are being used. And industry trade associations, obviously, can be a good source of how to model that or put that together. But in any case, whatever the formula, it, the valuation of the business should be regularly reviewed, preferably on an annual basis. And no matter the option, the owner need to ensure that there's proper funding available, and uh, if that's in place to achieve that purchase price. And it's critical here to make sure that uh, that's
2: required, on a regu- that that's reviewed on a regular basis and it's part of the firm's operating. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back again to um, kind of the pre-planning aspect here uh, because we get very engaged with estate planning with our clients. And sometimes clients will come to us after the sale of a business and they say, hey, you know, I've got this estate tax issue or it looks like I'm going to have an estate tax issue what what can i do and clearly there are are planning opportunities prior to the sale of the business or the transition or the, the succession planning of the business that could benefit the family are there a couple things that, that you might highlight for folks to think about as they're, as they're transitioning and and potentially getting in front of an estate tax issue yes this this is
1: where see this is where i like to say that exit planning is a a team sport So from that perspective, I tend to work closely with not only the business owner or owners, but their professional advisors, specifically their accountant, their corporate attorney, their state attorneys, any commercial banking relationships they have, their wealth managers in terms of where's the money going to go, and their insurance profession. All of those folks are important and ought to know in order to do what they do well what the long-term plan is and how any recommendation that any of them makes affects recommendations that the others are making in the best interest of the outcome the owner is trying to achieve. And the goal here is planning in a manner that we are sure we're maximizing the transferable value of the company, of the asset in general, and minimizing the taxes. And it should be top of mind for business owners. Um, They need to, Think about tax effectiveness and the steps that they have taken in the past and understand how their assets fit into their ultimate tax obligation. For example, it's possible to overlook things like inventories, accrued lego expenses, and the impact of those on final numbers. And surprisingly, a lot of business owners just don't think of themselves as facing these issues. They think someday they're going to sit at the table and somebody's going to pass them a big check and life is going to be be wonderful but then they find out that these other things are are impacting what they're walking away with and achieving their exit a magic number so it, it tends to be particularly true because they've been so laser focused on building their business that they haven't paid attention to the rest of this stuff so as a result no there's been no estate planning um, and what's passed on what they take away what's passed on to the next generation can be severely diminished um, life insurance, it's an elegant solution to reducing this kind of liability and whatever the solution needs to be part of a conversation that's different from a dialogue focused on just
2: pure liquidity. Let's stay with that. Um, I like the way you said that, the, the team effort or team sport. So let's let, let's stay kind of in that zone a little bit and understanding that there's a number of professionals that should be working together, as we mentioned at the beginning and, and you just mentioned as well. Are, are there any other planning opportunities, um, and I'll use, I'll bring back in the word holistic, any other planning opportunities that should be considered in this kind of holistic high-level structuring that you think would be important to address? Sure, many, actually. But once a business owner understands the need for a transition
1: plan, integrating a a holistic approach that that includes the things we've discussed, executive retention, succession funding, state planning tools, it tools, et cetera, is essential. And executive benefits help with the this continuity piece because they ensure that experienced management team remains in place, maintains that continuity, and will continue to drive revenue both leading up to and after exit, as we described. And of course this requires good consideration around how we're going to make it interesting to those in place to stay with us through the transition. This is sort of the golden handcuffs concept right and life insurance is a flexible tool that enables new owners to pay existing owners and creates the cash needed to fund the ultimate state tax obligation that the owners and their family will face top employees should ideally have formal financial incentives to stay with the business for at least two years beyond their exit and hopefully design non-solicitation non compete agreement and ideally only owners need to put themselves in a position where they can go to their top trusted business colleagues and share with them the future exit plans and create win-wins and golden handcuffs are win-wins. So the idea here is as the business owner achieves his exit magic number and retires successfully, he need make sure that those who got him there and those who it through for him uh, are properly compensated and retained as well or incentivized if you will. So that that smooth transition is very important no matter what of the four types of buyers we have or the three types, the squeezer doesn't matter, but the other three types of matters It's going to be very important to an outside acquire. It's going to be very important to uh, family members who are transitioning to get the business into the future and take their ownership of it and put their handprint on it. And so in the end when that owner exit and their skills walk out the door, they can't have everybody walking out the door with them, not all at the same time in the same point. So golden handcuffs programs keep people there is essential. Steve, there's a number of ways to do this. I'm sure you have thoughts on this. Uh, everyone has thoughts on this, but it's a, executive benefits, deferred compensation plans, section 162 bonus plans, split dollar life insurance policies. I'm not going to get into the intricacies of those things, but I would I would strongly encourage business leaders to look at all of them uh, and talk to professionals such as yourselves about how they might apply. And of course, life insurance, which is highly feasible, and it can be used in a myriad of ways, um, ranging from funding the purchase of the business and to helping existing owners fund their retirement, pay estate taxes, provide death benefits to family members uh, in the event of, you know, of their death and or, you know, state, Want to be philanthropic? Provide charitable donations upon their death.
2: Thanks, John. That's that, that was a that was a good way to um, kind of summarize some of the opportunities out there. Now, as we're winding up here, there's there's a lot we talked about today, but clearly there's a lot more that we really should be talking about. This is not a, a quick process. You mentioned five years, maybe it's more uh maybe for some businesses it takes longer than five years and and part of that is the emotion of it um, part of that's the practicality of, of putting that deal together and, and figuring out what the next step is and having the right team having the right professionals you know as you're speaking here it, it seems to me that um, clearly you you could be either the let's use the back to the team word you could be the quarterback you could be the core of the planning and putting together that right team so i'm gonna i'm gonna punt back to you and ask, is there anything that we missed? Is there anything uh, that that you want to kind of close with here that would be important for folks that are considering succession planning or are in the profession and it would be important for you to share with them? Yes,
1: absolutely. First and foremost, take that next step right now. These business owners spend a tremendous amount of time building their businesses. Because of their passion, they may not imagine themselves ever not running it but that day will come and after hard years of work and risk taking they need to make sure that that business that's so important to them will continue to flourish and they have sufficient funds for retirement so start planning now not later determine your exit magic number and put together a plan to achieve it determine who the next owner should be to help you achieve it build a strong management team and incentivize them compelling compelling to benefit programs to keep them retained and to allow you or help you achieve the exit that you envision, uh, build an ongoing growth and development plan that should be written and uh, that's going to allow them to achieve not only the evaluation that's necessary to achieve the exit magic number, but also with a long-term eye towards successful exit and incorporate estate planning into the process as early as possible. If they do those things, they're on the right track.
0: John, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing such great information. This was a really good segment. I think it's very applicable, especially with the economy we're in right now. A lot of people are selling, so it's it's of the essence in regards to planning for successful exit strategies. So I really appreciate your time, as do our as do our listeners. And um, thanks, John. Talk soon. You're
1: very welcome. Thank you, gentlemen. Talk soon.
0: The material and opinions voiced are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what is appropriate for you, please contact a member of
2: our team.